Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. Did you know the United States sells more military weapons to more countries than anybody else in the world? We'll explain how that works on the broadcast today from American Public Media. This is Marketplace. Marketplace is supported by Battelle. Every day, the people of Battelle apply science and technology to solving what matters most. More at Battelle.org. And by ClearFit. Used by growing businesses, ClearFit is designed to make it easy to find and hire employees that succeed. More at ClearFit.com. In Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. Good to have you here on the 12th of August, everybody. It is a Tuesday. The Secretary of Defense, Chuck Hagel, said something interesting today. The American government, Hagel said, and this is a quote, is working with the Iraqi government to get military equipment to Kurdish forces in the north of Iraq. Left unsaid was exactly how that's happening. Does the Pentagon just ship stuff from storage? Does it write a check to, I don't know, Lockheed, say, and have it shipped on over? And what about when it's not a government that needs the military help, but something like the Peshmerga, the Kurdish militia? How do the guns get where they are going? Marketplace's David Gura starts us off. The U.S. government does have options. Todd Harrison is with the Center for Strategic and Budgetary Assessments. There are a number of ways. It depends on how quickly and how quietly we want to uh, arm them. One way is above board. Many countries effectively write checks for weapons payable to the U.S. of A. The government shoulders the risk. Douglas Ollivant is a fellow with the New America Foundation. He says the Defense Department works with the State Department and lawmakers get involved. It's all there. It's all transparent. Um, then, of course, there are other agencies who do things differently. Ollivant is referring to one agency in particular, the Central Intelligence Agency. Stephen Biddle teaches international affairs at George Washington University. Normally speaking, the Defense Department deals with governments and the CIA deals with non-state actors. The Pentagon regularly brokers weapons deals with other state governments. That includes the Iraqi central government. But Iraqi Kurdistan is an autonomous region. So the Defense Department, Biddle says, may not want to deal with a militia. As far as we can tell, yes, the CIA is now committed to provide weapons uh, and ammunition directly to the Peshmerga. That has been widely reported, but a CIA spokesman declined Marketplace's request for comment. Biddle says if the CIA is involved, it does have the wherewithal to get weapons from U.S. allies, even from international weapons dealers. Todd Harrison with the Center for Strategic and Budgetary Assessments says we're talking about weapons that are probably worth a few hundred million dollars. In all likelihood, the CIA has money set aside to pay for stuff like this. But Harrison says there's no way to know how much. We can't see directly what the CIA receives in terms of its total budget. So no top line figure even? Not that I'm aware of. (laughs) The Defense Department also has some budgetary flexibility. It has $85 billion for what are called overseas contingency operations. In Washington, I'm David Gura for Marketplace. On to geopolitical hotspot number two now, Ukraine. A Russian convoy left the Moscow area bound for rebel-held eastern Ukraine today. A convoy loaded, the Russian government says, with humanitarian aid supplies. There is some skepticism, it is fair to say, from Western governments about that last bit. Meanwhile, the Polish government is really hoping you've got a hankering for some of their apples. Warsaw has asked Washington to buy Polish produce now that Vladimir, Vladimir Putin's sanctions have cut off its key export market. 
Those Russian sanctions have left all European farmers, in fact, with a little bit of a headache. From the European desk in London, Marketplace's Stephen Beard reports. Last year, Europe sold $16 billion worth of food to Russia, 12 times what the U.S. supplied. Peter Kendall, a British farming industry spokesman, worries the EU is losing one of its best customers for milk, butter and cheese. Taking a market that takes 300,000 tonnes of dairy products from the European Union, this could have really very, very damaging impacts. European farmers will struggle to sell their surplus produce abroad. The US, Australia and other countries that export to Russia have also been sanctioned and they'll have their own surpluses to sell. British pig farmer Jim Leavesley is bracing himself for an influx of foreign pork. If you have something like a 5% extra supply into a market, this can have a devastating effect upon the whole of the price paid across the whole of the European herd. Consumers may 